Okay, listener, if you're sitting there and thinking, well, is this all a podcast is? I could absolutely do that, but I don't know where to start. Let me tell you, neither did I. I had been a co-host but never produced my own but you know what made it easy? Anchor by Spotify. Everything is in the right place. You can even record and edit right from your phone or computer. You can host on Anchor and then distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to it right now, you can use Anchor to get there. It's all in one place. It's everything you need to make a podcast. And best of all, it is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to a very special episode of the Cyclone Family Podcast. I am your host, Jamie Steyer Johnson. Thank you so much for joining me. Now this week, folks, we're doing things a little bit different. We actually have two guests on one episode. Now, why would we do that? Well, for the first time since the year 2000, Iowa State men's and women's basketball have both made the Sweet 16. So I thought, why not talk to a couple of the players that experienced it back in 2000? We had some amazing conversations about what it means to be Cyclones, what it meant to them to be a part of those runs, to be uh, really in in the record books many, many a time. So we will have both of those here in one episode today for you. One of my two amazing guests this week is on the women's side, a two-time All-American, including second team honors by the AP back in 2000. We all love that year. Three-time first team All-Big 12 athlete, led ISU to their first conference regular season and tournament championships in 2000. A three-time Iowa State female athlete of the year honoree, went to three straight NCAA tournaments, including the Elite Eight in 99 and that Sweet 16 in 2000, the same year as the men. My guest is, of course, Stacey Free. Stacey, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks, Jamie, for having me. And I just want to clarify, Stacy has been so generous with her time. We did an interview, had some technical difficulties, lost it, and she is kind enough to sit down with me again. So if at any point I realize, wait a second, this reference is something we talked about before, let me clarify. I will do my best to do that. <laughs> yes, I said everybody happen in life, right? Sometimes things are out of our control. It's That's kind of like Coach Fenley's number one thing to preach, isn't it? <laughs> Exactly. Okay, well, I'm now talking to you from North Carolina, so we're even closer to kind of the big day as far as the Sweet 16 goes. So, Stacey, when you guys went to the Sweet 16 back in 2000, is there anything that you remember from having, you know, both sides of the basketball department being there, just kind of the hype built up around it? Um, I, you know, I, I really remember uh, the Big 12 championship mm-hmm. uh, down in Kansas City, uh, just with both both teams winning. Um, I remember we came back um, from there. That we had a police escort that took us into Hilton, and I don't I don't even know how it all happened, but it was like there was a pep rally, and I think half of Hilton was filled just to welcome us back. And I think it was just it was such an exciting team and. Or exciting time, and then you know that just kind of led us in, you know, into the NCAA tournament. 
And so when you guys went on that run of a couple years straight in the NCAA tournament and going to the Elite Eight and Sweet 16 and back-to-back years, you know, that's not something that has happened really very often in the program's history. So for you guys, what did it mean and what does it mean still to know that you're one of the few who have done that? had some special teams back then um and you know we we knew if we worked together as a team and we stuck together you know we could really accomplish anything um you know i obviously the the our first the 1999 uh year when we upset UConn that you know that's one that will i think always stick in everyone's memory but i had texted coach Fenley because I remember that first year uh, or that year we played Santa Clara uh, at home in Hilton and we almost got beat. Um, It kind of really reminded me of, you know, the game this year um, with the girls. And and I I said, this team especially just reminds reminds me so much of some of our teams. Um, And I think, you know, it kind of woke us up and then we went on that run and, you know, these girls are doing the exact same thing. Yeah, and in that run, obviously, I mean, absolutely an incredible run there, beating teams like Oregon, Connecticut, who, you know, when you know Connecticut, when women's basketball is concerned, they've been Connecticut for a while, right? And then you you get into the regional final and unfortunately fell to Georgia. Was there any sense of kind of catharsis watching Iowa State finally get over that hump and beat Georgia for the first time in four tries? (laughs) Yes, I know. It was it was definitely a lot of fun. We were watching it, and then my husband, of course, had to remind our children that that was the team that eliminated us, you know, when, when mom played. <laughs> he likes to rub those things in sometimes, but um, it was it was just a lot of fun watching the girls uh, compete and, and how well they're playing. It seems like they're clicking right at the exact right time. For sure. And when you talk about, you know, you, you watch the team, you watch the team with your family, you're still so engaged with Iowa State, you know, what does it mean to you to still have teams that you can look at and say, hey, they kind of remind me of us to have that consistency in a program that you follow and are a part of? Uh, you know, it, it is. It's a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, with Coach Fenley being there for so long, um, it's just, it's really special that, you know, he was the coach that coached me. Um, and he, he's so great at keeping in touch with everyone and answering texts and phone calls. And, you know, we, we like to, you know, come to a football game if we can and a, a basketball game during the year. And he's always, you know, meets up with us and takes, takes the time to do those things. So um, he's obviously just a very special individual, as are the assistant coaches. I mean, everyone involved with the program, you know, it's just a special place and I think people who people who are Iowa State people they understand you know it really it really is great to be a cyclone there's a reason why people are so engaged and stay so engaged and that kind of leads me into what I wondered which is you know you guys hosted first and second round games when you played what was that like for you and what are the biggest similarities and differences you see now that Iowa State has hosted again recently? I I mean, obviously the fan support. I, I, I still remember when I, uh, when I was younger and my sister was coaching at Iowa State, I came over to a game 
and there, you know, there was hardly anyone there. And my parents and I just happened to sit. I think we were like one or two rows behind the, you know, the famous Wild Bill. <laughs> and, you know, we had no idea that we had picked those seats, and you know, he was just constant, you know, yelling and up and getting everyone fired up. It's just there wasn't that many people to fire up <laughs> at that time, so all you could hear was him, you know. So. Um, just to watch the fan support grow, um, and, you know, to see, you know, at first the lower bowl get filled. And then I still remember that Santa Clara game. I think we were all a little bit shocked because when we came running out, you know, there were people up top, you know, and it was just, it was electric, you know, it just, there's, there's something about playing in front of your, your home crowd, especially when it's, when there's that many people there, there's, there's nothing quite like it. And you talk about that, and I mean, they, they travel, too. You know, when we have our game on Friday night, there's going to be Cyclone fans in the stands out in Greensboro, North Carolina, while the men are playing over in Chicago. You know, like, what does that say about the fan base? How rare is that? Oh, it's, yeah, it's incredible. I, that I, I, another one I remember is when we, when we went to Cincinnati that 99 year mm-hmm. and we played UConn, I just remember looking up in the stands and it was filled with cyclones, you know, and for them to, you know, back then to drive that far just to support us. And in a game, probably nobody thought we could ever <laughs> even have a chance of winning, you know, um, it just, it's incredible. Obviously with, with, everything down in Kansas City, Hilton South, you know, that was always such a special time and place for all of us. Um, You know, I don't know if you know this, I always have to throw this in that um, Angie Welly, who was on our team uh, back then, obviously, she, um, her sister played at Creighton. Mm -hmm. So I got messages from both her mom and from her that they're all coming out. I actually saw she posted on Facebook, they had some t shirts. Yes. So yes, I was like, that's so great. So but that's cool. I mean, the whole family's flying out. And I mean, it, 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 it is really a neat thing. It's a special kind of place that keeps people that engaged, I think, after. Yes. Yes, yes exactly. Yep. Uh, so you talk about, you know, the, the fan support. I actually was just having a conversation with some friends about, like, some of your favorite Cyclone memories. And someone sent in the YouTube clips from that UConn game. Like, I just, I couldn't believe this, you know? And so yes. that and yeah. holding records and all-american what does it mean to you to have that kind of place in cyclone history um you know i think what what i have valued the most is just the relationships you know my 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 best friends still to this day are my teammates you know and even though we're you know tracy's in australia and sarah's up in minnesota megan's in you know people are all over um but we just, we still stick together, you know, Erica Haugen, she's up there too, you know, it's, but we, we still all talk. We try to get together every year. Um, it's just incredible. Just, and obviously with social media, we can, we can stay in contact even more. Um, but those relationships, Jeff Sessler, he was a, yeah. he, he was our academic advisor. Um, this last summer I coach our daughter's AAU team and we play in Ames a lot with the attack facility there. And he, he hosted our entire team over <sighs> for dinner. I mean, it was just, I mean, incredible. He, he fed us all and, you know, it was just nice. The girls got to get out of the hotel. And, <laughs> um, 
but I, you know, I don't think those things happen everywhere. Um, and you know, we're, I, I graduated uh, several years ago, so, uh, <laughs> but it just, it keeps going. And you talk about coaching your kids. So do your kids really understand like, okay, mom played basketball, but she had a really good career. And this is what Iowa State means to her. Like how much of that is really, do you think, understood there? Um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, we live uh, Eastern Iowa, so there, <laughs> there are not as many Cyclone fans over here as Hawkeyes, of course. But, um, you know, they are very proud Cyclone fans, which, uh, you know, they wear their hats, they wear their sweatshirts, they, they're always supporting them. And uh, they, they, of course, give their friends who all have the Hawkeye gear on, you know, a little bit of riffraff. But, um <laughs> They, you know, they love coming over there as, as much as possible. And, you know, I don't know. Our oldest is in high school, and I, I think she hears a lot about it. Uh, but she's been great. She's, you know, she's into volleyball. She's into basketball. And she's just, you know, creating her own path. So um, they know about it. But it is, you know, they, they just love being cyclones. That's, and they know their mom was a cyclone, and, and that's that's the way it is. <laughs> Well, yes, I, I certainly know what it's like being over on the other side of the state and being a fan over there. So uh, all the power in the world to them. Now, you've got other kind of nearby conflicts, not so much uh, with your neighbors or anything like that, but you've got uh, some conflicting times going on, I know, because you've got your sister coaches over at Maryland, like you said, was at Iowa State, is now the head coach of the Maryland Terrapins, who are also still dancing. And last time you talked to me, you pointed out that not only do you have both Iowa State games to watch on Friday night, but Maryland is in the same time slot. Yes, we were all, well, I was mostly, obviously, the most worked up about it. I'm like, how is that, you know, three great games, and they're all essentially at the same time. So we have, uh, we kind of have two TVs in the basement that are like, one's in front, one's in back. So I'm like, well, we'll have the two Maryland and Iowa State women on, and then I'll just have to kind of keep watch on the men. <laughs> See, okay, we need to switch night. over. <laughs> yes, exactly. My family, we always get together and watch the Maryland game so everyone's coming over and it'll be it'll be fun we'll just have to stay awake you know (laughs) with young kids we go to bed pretty early these days but I'm sure the excitement will keep us up (laughs) yeah anymore with how late some of these games have been you got to have a little bit of practice so far right oh I know exactly (laughs) and you mentioned you've got some uh some superstitions running in your family right now for those postseason games Oh, yes. Uh, we were actually down in Mexico for spring break uh, during the first couple rounds there. And my husband, I can't even remember why, but his work had given him, it's its its like a Hawaiian uh, luau Iowa State shirt. I mean, I can't even explain to you how hideous. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome, but it's just awful at the same time, you know. <laughs> So he breaks that out when we're there. We find there was one uh, restaurant bar there that would, you know, get the games on. So we go, and, of course, he has the shirt on. And, you know, so now he's like, they're both undefeated when I've worn the shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, it's, you know, this is it. This is what I'm wearing. I'm like, oh, goodness. (laughs) 
I don't know if he can leave the house around here with it all. <laughs> Iowa State certainly not a program unfamiliar with superstitions. Yes, exactly. Yep, I said it all started with Coach Fenley, so. <laughs> he, he sets the tone for, for many a thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so if you were to talk, and I, I'm sure, you know, you said you stay in touch with the um, – with the coaching staff, stuff like that, if you were to give the players any advice for just kind of these these experiences on a big stage, what would you say really helped you the most? You know, if, if I had to do it again, <laughs> I think just um, enjoy the moment. And, you know, it's an old cliche, but it's just another game. Um, I think, you know, when we played to go to the final four and, and some of those really big games, sometimes I remember I didn't sleep much the night before because you, you know, you get so caught up in the moment that sometimes it takes away from some of it, but it is, I mean, these girls, they have played basketball their entire lives. They've put in the time they've, you know, they've done what they need to do. Trust the process. I mean, they're ready. They, you know, now you just have to go out and just play. And that's the, that's the fun part. Um, it's just, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I agree. I think it'll be an absolute blast. Now, Stacy, you, you don't get the experience being this, of having this question asked for the first time again, but I'll do it anyways. Uh, my wrap up is always, what does it mean to you to be a part of the Cyclone family? Jeez, I can't even remember what I said, and that was two days ago. But <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you know, the relationships, just the people, um, just being a part of it all, having those memories forever, and just, you know, it's 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 always going to be there. And, you know, I grew up in Iowa, and I just love being a cyclone, and, you know, this is this is forever. You know, it's, it's going to be fun, you know, as we get older and being able to go to the games and follow along. It, it's kind of what life is, is all about. You know, I've said with my parents as they were aging, and, um, you know, it... it it kept my dad, he passed away this last uh, January, but you know, the year before, I, d I don't know if he would have made it as long as he did without basketball. You know, they watched every Maryland game, every Iowa State game, and you know, those, they're just special, and right now my mom's out in Spokane, and just to see her smile again, and be a part of it, and you know, that's what sports does, it brings people together, and it's just, it's just an amazing thing. Well, I agree. Thank you so much, Stacy, for joining me for way too much time this week. I very, very much agree. It, uh, very much appreciate it. I think that everyone is going to love hearing from you guys. Hopefully we get uh, maybe some similar runs here like you put on back in, uh, back in 1999 and 2000. Yes. Yep. I think they're going to do great things. It's going to be fun. Once again, thank you so much to Stacey Freeze for joining me, not once, but twice. Um, I feel like I need to keep saying that because she was so, so generous with her time and obviously a busy time for everyone. So I want to just thank her as many times as humanly possible, but really enjoyed the heck out of that interview. One of my first ever favorite players at Iowa State. So uh, certainly a very, very special interview for me. Well, folks, we have a little break here in between our two interviews. 
pause, uh, feel free to take a little break for yourself. But in the meantime, if you are uh, sitting on your phone, if you're listening to these interviews and you're thinking, man, I wish that I could rock the kind of gear that, you know, Stacy Freeze rocked back in the day. Do I have some great news for you. Homefield Apparel has the best vintage logos for really a million different teams, but especially Cyclone Gear, absolutely adore their stuff. It is comfortable, it is soft, it is long. It runs a little bit on the long side. All the clothes I've gotten from there fit me great. So definitely recommend checking them out. And if you do, if it is your first time looking at Homefield Apparel, I have even more good news for you. If you use the code, let me make sure that I have it right. I think it's, yes, Cyclone12, C-Y-C-L-O-N-E. E12, you can get 15% off your first purchase at Homefield Apparel, which if it's your first purchase, oh my gosh, guys, you are going to want to load up your cart because it is my absolute favorite clothing on the face of the earth. They are launching new clothes throughout March Madness. So if we get some Cyclone wins here on Friday night, definitely keep an eye out to see if they've got anything new for us. Otherwise, if you want other schools, hey, if you're if you're on the St. Peter's train, they so they got the licensing for St. Peter's in record time. Absolutely incredible. They've got, I mean, really most schools you could ever think of. So Homefield Apparel, the most comfortable vintage apparel uh, from a variety of schools. It is homefieldapparel.com. All right, guys. Well, we have one more incredible interview. Um, one of the few people I've had on the show that I had really never met prior to this interview. And so now I'm really looking forward to having the opportunity to meet him sometime in the future. Uh, we are gonna launch right and do it here, you guys. I think you're really gonna enjoy it. My second amazing guest today was also an All-American at Iowa State. In fact, he was the second consensus All-American in school history. He earned first team honors from, well, every outlet in the year 2000, set ISU season records for both scoring and field goals, was second in voting for the AP and John Wooden Award, AP Player of the Year and the John Wooden Award in 2000, was a two-team first-team All-Big 12 honoree, was a two-time conference scoring leader and the league's Player of the Year. And of course, he led the 2000 Cyclones to the Big 12 regular season and tournament titles, set the school record with 32 wins and the Elite Eight. Folks, my guest today is none other than Marcus Pfizer. Marcus, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Now, you know, I, I really am so intrigued. Um, you still seem so engaged with what is going on at Iowa State with what's going on in the athletic department. Your Twitter is really just a celebration of Iowa State athletics, which I think is so cool. What do you enjoy most about let, let's talk about this men's basketball team this year um I, I definitely enjoy it um without a doubt you know iowa state and the university and ames and everyone there you know it, it meant so much to me while i was there it still means a lot to me now um i just can recall the years being there and how much passion that the uh, fan base and everyone had for the sports um all of the sports not only the the basketball teams, the men and the women's, but all of the sports. And and for me, that was extremely special, um, you know, because we get a lot of flack about, you know, who we are and who we're supposed to be from our neighbors and all of that. So um, to, to be a part of something so special at that time, 
um, going into Iowa State, going into Ames, not knowing what to expect as a 17, 18-year-old kid and, uh, you know, creating a legacy that we left there was, was definitely special. So um, since leaving there, you know, I'm, I definitely rep it each and every moment that I can, um, every day that I can, if I have on socks or a T-shirt or a sweatshirt or something like that, you're going to know that uh, I went to Iowa State University. I actually ran into a guy the other day, uh, yesterday, at the gas station, and he had on a University of Miami shirt, and I had on an Iowa State shirt, and we just stopped and pointed at each other and said, yeah, we'll see you in a few days. <laughs> we laughed about it, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to the game. That is so interesting. I feel like that kind of thing happens so often when you get onto a more national stage, but out where you're at to kind of get those interactions is really cool. Um, do people that you kind of run into on a daily basis do, I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know, okay, you know, Marcus is really involved with Iowa State. Do you get a lot of talk about, oh, you know, your teams are doing pretty well this year. Do you get to have some of those conversations? Absolutely. Um, you know, it was a tough year last year for the men's basketball team. Uh, we definitely appreciate all the hard work and the dedication and, and uh, the teams that Steve put together, Steve Coach Prom put together with that when he was there. Uh, but last year was, was a hard year. And, um, you know, for Coach Holtz to come in this year and, and turn everything around, you know, that, that's a testament to um, the will of the players, the student athletes, and uh, the, the young gentlemen that are, that are a part of the ball club this year. Um, we definitely feel like, you know, last year was something that uh, we learned from and we're looking forward to this year being a lot more stronger. And, uh, you know, he started off the year extremely well, extremely strong off the gate. Um, you know, the Big 12 was tough. We ran into some, you know, some tough teams in the Big 12. And as you can see in the NCAA tournament, we were presenting pretty well for the Big 12. And that's just a testament to how tough that league is and that conference is. And uh, for them to be playing extremely well, to make it to the Sweet 16, the men and the women, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just full of glee inside. Yeah, you, you certainly make that very obvious, which I think is just the coolest thing. Um, so if we could rewind a little bit here you know I talked to Stacy Freeze earlier and oh, she's wow. kind of like man it was it, it feels like forever ago but <laughs> it kind of doesn't so what do you remember from that 1999-2000 season when you guys got into the postseason and all of a sudden everything was really just clicking on both sides um I, I just remember being extremely focused um I'm being totally honest uh, I didn't have a lot of fun because my mindset and my focusness was so much on winning and winning a national championship. I, I had seen the trophy months before the tournament started, and I, I saw it in a magazine, and I just stared at it and stared at it. And, and so I guess my tunnel vision was so, like, keen in on that moment and getting to that moment. That's the only thing that, you know, um, I focused on. Um, I was looking forward to having a celebration. And uh, having some fun after the season was over, being a champion. Um, but we had that kind of a team. And so everything that was in between, you know, that was going on then, you know, and the time in between, I apologize to a lot of my uh, family members, uh, my host family, Story City, Iowa, uh, the Bowers. You know, I always told them and their kids, you know, if I, you know, seemed disconnected, I was just so focused on, you know, plan and win it um, and making sure that me and my teammates was focused on that. So it wasn't it wasn't a ton of fun. 
Um, Larry Eustacey and the coaching staff definitely had us focused, and there wasn't a lot of fun in practices. Uh, we, we made sure that we were a zone in on what we needed to do. Um, but, you know, after after the games were over, you know, there was a little time to celebrate, um, you know, get something to eat and, and reflect with our teammates and just and reflect with each other and just know that, you know, we were in this thing to win it all. That's I, I feel like I hear that a lot where people say in retrospect, it was such a great accomplishment, but you're just exactly what you said. You're so focused. You're so keyed in. And so is it more like you can look back on it and be impressed with what you did, but in the moment, just there was really no space for anything else? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, since that time has, has occurred, I always look at it as, you know, something that, that was greatly done. Um, I think it was. I think it was like a few years after I was gone, to to even realize that we won 32 games and <laughs> lost only five. You know, when when you think about that during the season, it, it seemed like we lost more games than five games. And you know, when I go back over the schedule, or when I had gone back over the schedule, and you can see the only five games, ultimately the last one being to uh, Michigan State, and thinking that you only lost four games up to that point, mm-hmm. you say, "Wow, that was that was a real real." Uh, a special team and you know from top to bottom you know definitely everyone played their part um it, it was definitely definitely a team effort from the top to bottom and you know to have a team like that you always think about you know okay we were t- we were able to put that together why can't the next year and the next year and the next year and so we look forward to the guys coming in and you know carrying that tradition you know they 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 did it with Royce. They did it with uh, George and uh, Tay and the rest of the guys and Melvin. And, you know, we, we definitely feel like we're that top, one of those top programs in the nation, and uh, we've been showing it. And so for you who still stays engaged with Iowa State, to have a situation like this where, okay, they're talking about, oh, the last time this happened, whatever, and you're seeing people bring up your name, seeing people bring up your teammates' names, what is it like for you to just know kind of where you stand in the history of Iowa State athletics? Well, the, the history is always going to be there. Uh, like I said, the legacy that we left is always going to be there. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a dweller of, of the past. I, I really, really focus on things of the present. Um, you know, I, I coach uh, Marcus Jr. and his high school team out in Las Vegas and the, the AAU team that he plays on. I have other players that I coach. And, you know, when I meet different people, you know, they want to bring up the accolades from high school to <laughs> college to the pros. And, and one of the first things that I talk to the kids about is, listen, I'm not talking to you or coaching you on the level of any of that. You know, I'm coaching you on the level that you are now. Let's focus on what's going on now. That was over 20 years ago. Um, I wish I had those 20 years ago knees, but I don't have those 20 years ago <laughs> knees. So let's focus on the present that we are here now and enjoy the ride of what's going on now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never the the easiest to get along with when the games are going on. Uh, my wife, you know, she takes the kids and she moves them out the way. Marcus Jr. comes in with me because, you know, he's a, uh, he's about to be a senior in high school. And, uh, you know, he has the same as, as me in terms of watching the game and understanding the game and wanting uh, teams to win and lose. So um, he's probably the only one that can really, really handle me in those situations. Uh, when we get to the point where, you know, it looks like it's, it's going to be a W for us. Then I start to come down a little bit, but throughout the whole other time, I'm I'm just really focused on, you know, uh, trying to, I guess you would say, mine 
will in in a W will in a win, and and hopefully you know we come out on on the winning side, and and that's the only thing that I focus on. I just focus on have, uh, you know enjoying those guys having the same enjoyment that we had and winning. You know the the, the switch to the scene is, is is a big accomplishment for sure. That's. I obviously know what it's like to be the kid of a coach, and so it's so interesting to hear you talk about you and Marcus Jr. and your family mm-hmm. like that. Does he really understand, like, he does he have a good grasp of what your career was like, and does it motivate him? Do you guys have conversations about that? Um, not often, uh, not often. Uh, and, and, you know, the, this generation is a little bit different than, you know, our generation was coming up and things like that. Um, you know, they, they tend to try to carve, carve their own lane, and which is understandable, and I want them to, to do that. Um, we were in one of the AAU practices the other day, and um, one of the coaches asked him, like, do you ever, have you ever watched your dad's, like, highlights and, and comments and things like that? And he honestly said, he, no. And he was like, why, why not? He was like, well, why wouldn't you study, you know, and understand where you come from? And he looked at me, and I just, you know, shrug my shoulders like you know that's just what this generation is. But I, I just try to get you know, I try to give them their moment that they are in now. Um, you know, but I, I'll get on the court with them and shoot with them and do all kind of drills and things like that, and still show them that they're not at the level that I'm at, and I can still beat them. But uh, you know, I, I just try to make them understand how important their moment is now, and try to give them little tidbits to hopefully try to be as successful and get the opportunities that we had when we were younger. Well, I'm sure that they appreciate all of that. I mean, well, if they don't now, I'm sure they will eventually, maybe (laughs) once they can look back. Kind of like you talk about looking back and realizing, okay, I was pretty focused then. It ended up being Mm -hmm. kind of fun in retrospect. Maybe in a couple years, be like, man, Coach Pfizer really knew what he was talking about. (laughs) Yeah, correct. Hopefully, Hopefully they figure it out before it's too late. Now, before I let you go, I just want to ask a little bit coming up with these games and obviously uh, rapidly running out of time on this year's college basketball season. But what do you really look forward to seeing in however many games Iowa State has left this year that you've enjoyed from this particular group? Um, this this this. March Madness this year has been one of the most fulfilling and fun ones that I've seen in a while. Um, they, they, they've they really, really gotten after it um, for the men and for the women. And um, just being in the moment and understanding that all of the battle testing that they went through throughout the season um, always pays off when you get to this point. You know, you have some mid-majors or you have some smaller uh, level schools that get into the tournament that, we never heard of on the East Coast and the St. Peter's and mm-hmm. Petersburg and stuff like that. And then they get into the tournament and they knock off of Kentucky. And you're like, well, where did these guys come from? Well, they're coached by a guy who, you know, played collegiate basketball and played some pro. And, you know, he taught them how to get in and work hard and practice hard. And when we get around to March, not many people hear about you and you can surprise some people. So the same way. You know, our guys started off started off early, um, winning uh, 11 and 12 straight, and then we got into the Big 12, and it was, you know, tough for them. So then once they started figuring it out, started getting some wins up under their belt, understanding that this is a level of competition heavier and stronger than it was before early in the year, and that's what we're going to run into once we ultimately get into the tournament. It prepares you for 
uh, those type of games. And, uh, you know, I'm extremely proud, you know, without a doubt, extremely proud. Love watching, love being a fan. Um, they're going to be in Chicago. I'm trying to figure out some kind of way to get back there. I'm not, not promising that I'm going to be able to, but uh, that would be a great, great moment and a great opportunity if I could, especially if I can bring Marcus Pfizer uh, and Marcus Jr. with me down there to, to the tournament. But um, I'm definitely enjoying the ride, without a doubt. Well, that's really cool to hear. Now, I always end my interviews with uh, one final question. Uh, like I said, this is the Cyclone Family Podcast. So for you, what does it mean to be a part of the Cyclone Family? Oh, it means everything. It means everything. Um, you know, when people ask me all the time, people say a lot, a lot of times, man, you're some McDonald's American. Why you choose chose Iowa State? And I said, 20 years later, you see why I chose Iowa State. You know, it was a situation that I wanted to be a part of. Um, it was a legacy that I wanted to leave and I wanted to help build. Um, and to, to be a part of that, you know, is, is something that's, you know, magical. You know, people talk about all the time about how crazy the fans are and how Hilton Magic is. I say you have to go there to experience and then to understand how much passion it is behind uh, that fan base, that, that fan base, and how much passion it is behind uh, the university, and how much they support their student athletes, how they look forward to you know being able to compete and hold our head high in the Big Twelve, and uh, it means you know the utmost of everything to me to be a Cyclone. I will be a Cyclone for the rest of my life, uh, forever true, and uh, I'm I'm totally grateful without a doubt. Well, we are grateful to have you as a Cyclone. I am very grateful to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time, Marcus. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thanks Thanks for having me. And uh, hit me anytime that you need me. Okay, talk about a dream episode. How amazing were they? I just love how engaged they stay with Iowa State, how much they love being a Cyclone. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to my friend Ted Flint. Uh, set up the connection with... Marcus Pfizer, uh, what a terrific interview. Couldn't have done it without you. Really appreciate your help there. And thank you to you, the listener. I uh, have really enjoyed engaging with you guys over on social media here and what you think about episodes. Would love, love, love to hear your feedback on this one. Don't forget to find us over there, of course, at Cyclone Fam Pod. And then you can find me at jsteyz, J-S-T-E-Y-Z. You know, I've got uh, really all sorts of content going out from being over here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Hope I'm here for the foreseeable future. Uh, But yes, thank you again so much for listening. Don't forget to um, rate, subscribe, leave leave us a review. We haven't gotten any reviews yet. So I'll I'll do the same thing that we say over on the 1012. And uh, if I get any reviews, I'll go ahead and read them on air. But as always, still looking for our future guests, please feel free to leave any requests that you may have uh, on our social media, either our Cyclone family social media or my personal one. Doesn't really make a difference to me. I run both of them. I'm not hiring anyone to do the social media. So like I said, at Cyclone Fam Pod on Twitter. You can also find me at JSteyz, J-S-T-E-Y-Z. Follow our network at 1012 Network, T-E-N-1-2 Network. And listen to us whenever I have an opportunity to get back on our main show, Postseason's Crazy. And this show is a part of the 1012 Network along with a bunch of other incredible shows. Check us all out. And with that, I am done with really, like I said, like my absolute dream episode. So thank you so much for listening. Go cycle.